Timothy and Titus were men who scattered the seeds of the kingdom with St. Paul wherever they went. Jesus often uses the image of growth to talk about the kingdom of God and how it comes about. So today we have the seed that grows in these three stages out of the ground. There's a progression to it. First, there's the little green blade that comes up, then the ear, and then the full grain in the ear. With the mustard seed, too, it's very small, it's sown, and then eventually it progressively puts forth large branches where the birds of the air can dwell. It begins small, but it continues to grow until it eventually has a kind of fruit to it. In the first parable, the the fruit is the food. It's the food that comes from the harvest, nourishment. And from the mustard seed, the fruit is this shade that it offers to all the birds, this rest. Birds can find shade there from the sun. They can build nests there. They can build homes there. We're on the pilgrimage towards the kingdom of God, and these two things are what we often think of heaven being like. There is plenty of food, and I'm full. And I can finally rest. I'm satisfied and nourished, and I can rest. There's no more laborious work to do, no more sweat of my brow, no more pain or anxiety or stress of having to accomplish something. I'm just full. I'm satisfied in spirit and body. I want to focus on that second image of rest this morning, uh, the birds of the sky dwelling in the mustard seed shade. Because even though in heaven we hope for everlasting rest, we hope for that eternal Sabbath that knows no end, we know that we're called to live as kingdom people here and now. And that even the, the, the fruits of the kingdom that are to come in the heavenly life we begin to taste the first fruits of them now. We begin to already experience the glory of God in this world. God wants us to already begin to taste and experience that rest of the kingdom here. Would you say you're a person that rests a lot? That's not a really good thing in America, right? If you're someone who takes a lot of rest, is able to really feel refreshed all the time. It's like, you're, you're probably doing something wrong, right? You're probably being lazy. You should work harder, drink more caffeine, get up earlier, right? But really, as Christians, we should be people who excel at resting. It's not the same thing as laziness or sloth, not at all. It's totally different. The saints are those who really accomplish so much for God's kingdom. They labor and toil day and night, like St. Paul says he does, and maybe suffer many, many things. And yet, they can have still in their hearts this interior kind of rest. They may be very active with their bodies. They may be serving all the time. But the saints know this kind of rest. Maybe a good image for that is St. John the Apostle, who is resting on the heart of Christ at the Last Supper. Jesus is talking about how he's going to die, be crucified, be scourged, about what is to come. And John is resting his head on the master's heart. He's at rest even though the storm is coming. And in fact, from that place of rest, he stays with our Lord when he is crucified. 
He is the one apostle who is there with Mary and Mary Magdalene in the crowds. What this means for us is that we're called to be people who have such rootedness in Christ that even though we may live active lives, we may be working hard, raising kids, doing errands, that interiorly we're not disturbed and stressed and scattered. It means having a monastery in the heart where all things are ordered to the praise of God's glory. All things are done for the sake of Christ. If you visit a monastery, you hardly ever see people in haste. The monks hardly ever are running through the corridors of the monastery to do something unless the house is on fire. And that's a good thing. When there's a well-ordered life in the monastery, there's no need for haste. You can just rest even as you go about your labors. And if you see a monastery where monks are running around all the time, seemingly kind of driven or purposeless, it's often a bad sign. Something's up here. <laughs> well, in our hearts, we want the same thing. In our hearts, we want to never have to make haste. Because in a well-ordered heart, all things already have their purpose in God. And even though I go about maybe many activities during the day or many sufferings, I don't have that haste or sense of scatteredness or just running around in my heart because I've already decided that my purpose in everything is for the glory of God. And that's what it means to let the seed of the kingdom bear fruit here and now and to allow ourselves to rest in the shade of the Almighty's arms. Today, I invite you to pray to become excellent at resting, to become someone who reposes on the heart of Christ every day, no matter what storm is coming. Pray for the grace to be recollected. Ask God to make your heart a monastery where all things are ordered and there's no need for haste, but there's just peace and rest that fills all things. May peace be with you always.